Welcome back to Let's Chat Markets with High Ground Dairy. It's been another heck of a week here. Uh, we have a special guest with us today. Eric Meyer, the president of High Ground Dairy, is joining me to discuss all of the exciting market happenings this week. Monday got us started off with another record high block barrel spread as buyers continue to seek natural cheese for the food box program instead of processed barrels. But I'd like to dig into that a little further, Eric. And our listeners may not know this, but you actually have a radio background, don't you? Alyssa, thanks so much for having me. It's uh, nice to finally get on your and Lucas's podcast here. But yes, I did have a sports broadcasting background in high school. Uh, the other little known fact is Alyssa and I did go to the same high school here in the Chicago area. They had a wonderful radio station. And so I spent all four years there as a sports broadcaster. Totally thought that was going to be where my career was going to take me. But of course, I've been in the dairy industry for the past 20 years. So sports broadcasting is on the back burner, but something I, I obviously people know I love talking. So, uh, so let's <laughs> talk about the dairy markets here. Black barrel spread at historic levels. We have had a difficult year and really the last couple of years have been difficult with managing that block barrel spread. Historically, block cheddar tends to carry a three to six cent premium to barrel cheddar. And this year we've seen the number expand all the way to have multiple records all the way to a dollar a pound. That's really just unsustainable in the marketplace. It puts a lot of pressure on cheese manufacturers, particularly barrel cheddar manufacturers. The way that milk is priced takes that weighted average of both block and barrel. And when those are off as much as they've been, it creates a lot of pressure. More important for those that use the CME for futures and locking in prices and protecting prices, currently that cheddar cheese futures are, just doesn't provide a great price. We take a weighted average of both block and barrel. And when those are as unknown as they are now, the prices that are on the board don't represent either a barrel or a block price correctly. And so hedge mechanisms for both individual users, as well as the, the vendors that provide these programs, it just makes hedging unreliable and almost just untenable at the moment. So we're all kind of waiting for this market to find its equilibrium. The food box program has been such a big contributor to widening out the block barrel spread, particularly with this new round, round three that ends in October that is now officially underway. The USDA called out all the specs for what belongs in the dairy portion of these combination boxes that go to food banks. And the one thing that isn't listed there is process American cheese. Now, there may be some that still ends up in these boxes, but the need is for natural varieties, uh, including cheddar, Monterey Jack, uh, mozzarella, Swiss cheese, So, and, uh, and many other semi-hard and semi-soft cheeses are uh, at least listed on the spec. But American cheese, processed American cheese is not. And so that's creating a big rift right now with, with blocks being tight. Because of the big record high prices where we got blocks up to $3, 
earlier this year, just a couple of months ago, we've seen a return of both mozzarella and hard Italian cheese manufacturing, which is taken away from cheddar. So right now, block cheddar market is really tight, but we don't expect that to be the case here. Even in the next like three to four weeks, it's possible that once food box orders and all the government orders are fulfilled, that this market returns to bearish fundamentals. Do we ever return to normal? How do we tighten up that black barrel spread at this point? Well, it's been a mess for the last two years, as I've said. Where milk has been and what products it's gone into has created this wide spread. And this spread, a wide spread uh, is an advantage for cheese manufacturers that make both varieties, can sell barrels to keep that price down, pump up the block price or keep that market short because 40 pound colored cheddar blocks is really a market of last resort. It's, it's something that people don't want to make unless they have demand for it. It doesn't provide good enough margin. Now, at the end of the year, and even starting in here in late October, the plant in Michigan, Mega Plant, the Glanbia uh, joint venture with Select and DFA is coming into play here and will start pumping out natural American style cheeses, 40 pound and ultimately 640 pound block. And that could cause and should help bring this spread back in line. But the pain that this is causing with a wide black barrel spread, it could knock out some capacity on the barrel side because of the spread between what the cheese plant has to pay for milk which is a weighted average block and barrel price versus what they sell their barrels for, which is sharply under the the cost of the, the milk that they have to buy. So eventually the economics will have to play out here, but boy, has it been a painful last 12 to 18 months. And even right now with these records, it just makes participating in the markets, particularly with managing your risk, just very difficult. Yeah, and speaking to the volatility and unpredictable markets that we've had lately, We can hardly even depend on the fundamentals. This week, we had that bearish cold storage report. Did that have a part to play in the midweek sell-off on cheese in class three, or do we just continue to brush off that data from the USDA? Well, we did see a retracement that kicked in after the cold storage report was released. I know we're, we're focusing on, on the cheese part today, but it was clearly a bearish report for butter and the near-term rally that, that had kicked in at the end of last week basically evaporated here as butter prices did trade, didn't settle, but traded below $1.50 here today on Friday the 25th. But on the cheese side, these are bearish fundamentals and they do set up for lower prices to come. But when the government spends so much money, and our estimation in round three for dairy spend is approximately $285 million of fluid milk, a variety of cheeses, as well as other dairy products like cottage cheese, cream cheese, butter, and yogurt. You know, you have all of that buying that has to be pushed into a very narrow window, delivery window. Between now and the end of October is when the USDA is requesting all these food boxes get made and delivered. Well, that's at the exact same time that commercial demand has been ramping up for mozzarella, as I had said, for Parmesan and other hard Italian cheeses. Buyers that didn't want to pay $2.50 plus for those came in when the market dropped below $2 to start locking those prices in. So we have an incredible amount of demand that's trying to be met within a very narrow delivery window. It creates this type of volatility in the market. So we do believe that these bearish reports will add up 
and eventually crater the U.S. cheese market. But for now, as long as the government's spending so much money on incremental demand that's going into the system, asking for it within such a narrow window, it, it keeps our markets artificially inflated. Once that money runs out, the government decides not to invest more money into these programs. We think that the fundamentals will play out and prices will fall sharply. All right. That's all for today's episode of Let's Chat Markets. Eric, it was a nice surprise to have you on today. Thank you. And I know I look forward to maybe seeing the team sometime in the near future here. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information, as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors.